Isaiah 28, from verse 23 to the end, a description of farming methods from long ago, with lots of knots indicating that when God is preparing his harvest, there are lots of things he doesn't do. He, he, he acts upon each of us according to our need. Listen and hear my voice, God's voice. Pay attention and hear what I say. When farmers plough for planting, do they plough continually? Do they keep on breaking up and working the soil? When they have levelled the surface, do they not sow caraway and scatter cumin? Do they not plant wheat in its place, barley in its plot, and spelt in its field? Their God instructs them and teaches them the right way. Caraway is not threshed with a sledge, nor is a cartwheel rolled over cumin. Caraway is beaten out with a rod and cumin with a stick. Grain must be ground to make bread, so one does not go on threshing it forever. The wheels of a threshing cart may be rolled over it, but one does not use horses to grind grain. All this comes from the Lord Almighty, whose plan is wonderful, whose wisdom is magnificent. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Colin. Shall we stand together before I... Uh... It's funny, isn't it, with all the new choruses being written and so on, virtually nothing's being written about harvest. And I think that's a perception to do with the fact that people... Particularly, it's easier to talk about it in the country area, but in the towns and cities, it sort of means nothing. And I think maybe that's even, that secular side of things has crept into Christian music. There is virtually nothing that is brand new on harvest-type hymns. And other seasons do seem to be a little bit on the thin. So pray for somebody to raise up and realise there is a need for that which is modern and will speak to people. Although the words there I thought were beautiful and that's the um, subject of my talk today, in the harvest service. All is safely gathered in. And then I put a question mark after it. You see, the concept of an annual harvest is largely lost on a modern industrial society. The consumer is king, and the harvest is now the weekly shop at Tesco's, Asda, Lidl, or similar supermarkets. But the produce, you see, doesn't just appear on the shelves without a source. The food we eat is sourced from the land via farms, whether here or abroad. And the means of the food to grow is land, sun, water, and the life force behind growth, fruit, and harvest. It is gathered in, and it is safely stored, whether in barns, cold stores or conveyed fresh to the shelves of the outlets. The barns, they talk of shelter, a covering, a place of safety. The Bible talks of our safety, living under the shadow of his wing, we find what? Security, indeed. Security, under the covering. And that covering may be physical, but it's definitely also spiritual. The man, biblically, spiritually covering his wife. The prayers of people 
covering the works of God's people. Covering is like an umbrella. It keeps us dry and in safety. An umbrella that's full of holes is no use. Covering that is incomplete or leaking is not effective. The Bible gives us examples of prayer warriors in, prayer, in watchtowers overseeing the works and the events that are going on. And there's a lesson for us as we seek to do the Lord's work of where are the prayer warriors? Where are the people in the high places overseeing being that protection and cover? Then consider this, the place of safety. The Bible gives us guidance, not as a list of rules of do's and don'ts, but it's a list of things to keep us safe. Think of it as a circle surrounding each one of you. A circle. And it's a circle of safety, but it's the circle of Jesus. Within it, there is safety and security. Outside of it, peril, danger, and the consequences that the Bible tries, tries to protect us from. The Creator created protection for his people, not as just a once-a-year thing like the harvest, but continually, but a constant love in action as a mother or father protects a child. But today, are all safely gathered in? I fear and I know that it's not the case. The majority ride a broad road, a broad road, the destination being the opposite of the heaven created by a loving personal God. That place is the place without God. A highway not to safety, but to destruction. And sadly, it's an internal destruction, quite clearly from Scripture. A place that was visited by Jesus after he was crucified. An awful place. Like a blighted harvest for those not safely gathered into Jesus' harvest. The separation, like we had in the reading earlier, like the wheat from the tares, from that which is good, from that which looks good. Understand, tares look like wheat. They're taller, but they are a weed, and they have to be separated and burnt. Scripture also talks about a separation that is a powerful lesson to us of sheep and goats being separated. A destination at life's end for those not safely gathered in, in a place without God. A bitter harvest indeed for so many people that we know, we love and we care for. The narrow road is not attractive to them for all the many reasons that we hear every day. Too busy, it's not true, you're religious, it's this, it's that, the scorn, the cynicism. They comparison shop in other beliefs, faiths, current fads, new age, ancient deceptions. All of these areas receive their attention and their approval. Jesus, the harvest gatherer, is ignored, despised, and marginalized. A bitter harvest indeed. The fast food faith they promote does not satisfy 
they go large. They go on large additions to that deception that draws them into oblivion. You go to McDonald's and they say, you order everything, and they say, do you want to go large? Well, the world's like that. It looks at these things outside the circle of Jesus, and boy, do they go large. It's always a harvest time for Christians, a heart for those who do not know the Lord of the harvest. We need that compassion, that yearning for souls to come to know Jesus. But to get to know the harvest, you need to know the Lord. He needs to be your personal shopper this harvest time. What a good time to choose to be part of the good harvest this year. Not the bitter harvest of skepticism in beliefs or self-belief. Spiritual blindness blots out the real harvest. You may say to me, what's the harvest prize? The answer is you are. Don't get bundled out of it by untruth. Let Jesus gather you into his arms. Yes, then and only then all is safely gathered in. Let us pray. For those of us, Lord, in plenty, we thank you. Thank you for your blessing. For those who are spiritually poor, Lord, or those who are without, we would just ask that sovereign work of love by the Holy Spirit to each man and woman who hears, but not only hears, but understands, and not only understands, but simply responds with a yes. I may not understand it all, Jesus, but I want to say yes. I know you're good, and I know you would be good for me, my family, my life. So please come into my life now. Thank you, you can forgive my sin. Thank you, you can take away the tears in my life, the weeds in my life, and burn them up. Thank you that you can give me the full harvest. Thank you, you can give me the covering and security in your promise that you will never, ever leave me. And thank you that you simply took everything that was wrong with me to the cross as the carpenter and that you promise to give me life with you in a place with God called paradise, that royal garden where I will live in a spiritual way, Lord, when my earthly life is finished. Thank you, Lord, that you are indeed the Lord of the harvest. Please make me part of the crop now. In Jesus' name, amen.